Nova Nation, happy Friday. Welcome to the Morning Roar. Here is what is coming up over the next hour. The groundhog saw his shadow, meaning six more weeks of winter. You might ask, what winter? We discuss. To talk about the MLK Day of Service that completed its 16th year here at Villanova this past January and events happening on campus this Black History Month, the president of the MLK Day of Service Planning Committee, Rochelle Batista, joins us at 8.30. In our Twitter poll question as we stumble our way into the studio, we ask, how have your sleeping habits been like lately? Plus, the new hit morning bender morning mind-bender segment. It's me against Dom for all the marbles. And as a reminder, the Morning Roar is also being broadcasted live on WXVU's YouTube channel. Hi, everybody. I'm David Chapansky. Good morning. I'm Dominic Roschetti. I'm Chris Kokinos. And I'm Allison Bayada. I am bringing you your first Morning Roar news update of the day. So our top story, the U.S. is tracking a suspected Chinese surveillance balloon that has been spotted over U.S. airspace for a couple of days. But the Pentagon decided not to shoot it down over the concerns of hurting people on the ground, officials said Thursday. The discovery of the balloon puts a further strain on U.S.-China relations at a time of heightened tensions. A senior defense official told Pentagon reporters that the U.S. has very high confidence. It is a Chinese high-altitude balloon, and it was flying over sensitive sites to collect information. One of the places the balloon was spotted was Montana, which is home to one of the nation's three nuclear missile silo fields at Malmstrom Air Air Force Base. It is expected to be somewhere over southeast Missouri today. And in other news, Villanova will be the host of the 2023 Opus Prize. The campus-wide event will take place throughout the coming months as the process of selecting and evaluating nominees commences centered on the prize theme, Awakening Restless Hearts. Every year, the Opus Foundation partners with a Catholic university to honor individuals and organizations inspired by faith to advocate for positive change in the face of daunting and humanitarian challenges. On November 9th, Villanova will ultimately present finalists with a $1 million award and two $100,000 prizes. Back to you, Chris. Thank you, Allison. And now it's time for our Groundhog Day recap. In its 137th year as a tradition in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania, yesterday, Puxatawney Phil, the groundhog, saw his shadow foreboding six more weeks of winter. Here on the East Coast, while it will get mighty chilly this weekend in terms of snowfall, you would naturally be asking, what winter? Most locations from the Carolinas to Maine recorded one of their top five warmest Januaries, including the warmest ever in New York City and the second warmest ever here in Philly, with temperatures more typical for the month of March. The only measurable snowfall to date this winter at Philadelphia occurred Wednesday morning, and it melted about as fast as it came down. It also has been one of the cloudiest winters to date at many locations in the Northeast. What are our thoughts on this snowless winter, and has it impacted your mood in a good or bad way? For someone like our commuting ace, David, has it been a relief not to have driven in bad weather? And do you have faith in Phil's forecast? David, since you know, you're our commuting ace, apparently. Yeah, wow, that is so nice. Nick, <laughs> yeah. thank you so much for the uh, commuting ace title. I'm going to use that uh, moving forward. Um, but to be honest, I mean, I've, I've loved it. I think it's uh, been very nice. It's reminded me of spring most days. But something that I've really noticed about winter, and it's good that put in there, and maybe there's scientific reason behind this, is that when it's cloudy in the winter, it's more warmer. And when it's really bright and sunny, it's colder. So like on a day like today, it's really bright and sunny. It's really colder. And that is like a thing that I've noticed. It's a trend. Okay. Has anyone else noticed that? No. Probably not. I, maybe? I, I, not okay. something I pay attention okay. to. Okay. Well, that's just something that I've noticed uh, throughout the past couple of years. So 
Uh, we've had more cloudy days, uh, but it's been nicer. 50s, 60s, maybe next week. This weekend is going to be tough. Walking into the studio this morning was was bad. Was was bad. There was some snow on the ground. Got here early. I saw the. Uh, I, I was here before the. I don't know what it's like now. Maybe you guys can talk about it. But the Villanova crew was kind of moving the snow off the sidewalk. That was the first time I've seen that this year because we haven't had any snow. So uh, definitely interesting. I thought we have bricks for that. Only on Maine, though. Only that uh, long stretch on Maine campus is heated underneath. Yeah, I feel like that's the one thing that everybody remembers from their tour here. Yep, definitely. The bricks are heated. Did we talk about in the beginning of the year how if they're like actually heated or is it just like a persuasive tool? I'm pretty sure they, they actually are heated. Okay. You could tell well, I've never seen them, yeah. so that's yeah. why I'm saying yeah. I cannot say from personal experience. I feel like in the past, you've been able to see like the patterns of where yeah. it's heated, because it's not mm-hmm. an outstanding system. It doesn't work that great, in my opinion, but... <laughs> They're slippery. Like, when it rains, yeah. it's very oh, yeah, it's slippery. slippery. I feel like I'm playing for the Flyers on a hockey rink. Yeah, it's dangerous. <laughs> Um, I feel like Groundhog Day is an absolute scam, and I didn't used to think this, <laughs> yeah. but yesterday, I was like, how does he know if he sees his shadow? Like, what what happens here? And in reality, it's just, if it's a sunny day, he sees his shadow, and if it's a cloudy day, he doesn't. Yeah, that's Bingo. the concept. I didn't know that's that. That's the whole point of the concept. I, that's just crazy to me, that we just, the Groundhog doesn't even matter. It's no. just, it has to do if it's sunny or cloudy. But yeah, that's just the groundhog me. makes it fun, so I've he never, matters. Okay? I'm not a big Pucks yeah, Benefield guy. Absolutely, I think he's a fraud. Uh, a sad addendum in Canada: a beloved Canadian groundhog, Fred Lamarte, was found dead before he could complete the tradition in Canada. Kids and adults cheerfully waited for Fred to appear at an annual event in Quebec on Thursday before event organizer Roberto Blondin announced the stubby burrower's demise. Nine-year-old Fred was found dead overnight, and Blondin said he might have passed away late last year during hibernation. That's very sad. Do you guys remember when Bill de Blasio dropped the groundhog and then he died? So, I don't remember that, but I've had so many people show me that clip over the last week, and I'm like, this is hilarious. It's so funny. Like, the clip... Not to, like, be mean, but it's so funny. Dom is laughing so hard (laughs) right now. I have never seen it right now. The groundhog looks like it jumps away from Bill de Blasio, like... How many years ago was this? I have no idea. And then, like, a week later, the groundhog was dead from internal injuries. 2014 it happened, so (laughs) almost a decade ago now. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) And then I feel like all the newspapers were calling it, like, uh, Groundhog Gate or something like that. They love doing that. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So everybody was like, Bill de Blasio killed the groundhog, you know? Great times 10 years ago. It was. So, how's everyone feeling? Villanova announced new quarantining procedures for those students testing positive for COVID this spring semester. The school will no longer be providing hotel rooms to those in quarantine, meaning you'll need to stay in your dorm or place of residence, the health center, or go home. Those who stay at the health center are required to stay for six days and will be assigned a roommate. How are we feeling, figuratively and literally? At some point, did isolation procedures have to be relaxed? And by the same token, there are certainly a number of students out sick right now across campus, along with a large number of cases of the flu and colds. Allison, let's start with you. I've certainly noticed in my classes there have been a good amount of absences. Yeah. Like, teachers will be going through the roster and they'll be like, where is everybody? Uh-huh. So, I'm feeling good. Hopefully it doesn't come to me, but... I mean, I'm glad they're taking care of it, at least. Yeah. That's really the most you can hope for. Yep. It definitely sounds like it's only hitting the freshmen hard right now. Is it really? Well, 
those dorms that they live in, of course. Yeah. How could it not? Like, I was talking to a few of the Stanford RAs. Each of them have, like, five or six of their own residents out. Oh, so that's right. An insane amount of kids are getting COVID right now, and I just, I thought we were done. Maybe David we can over. speak to it. Well, this freshman commuter ace is uh, not dealing with the dorms, so <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm okay for now, luckily. But I echo this the same sentiments that Allison was saying in terms of that I have noticed... Um, a lot of people in my classes that have been absent. Some of my professors have been absent, too. So uh, I think COVID and the flu kind of equally have been going around campus. But so far, knock on wood, I'm doing okay. Yeah. Dom? Not really. I mean, I don't really pay attention to who's in my class and who's not. <laughs> I don't really care. I'm Dom just being really honest. I'm, I'm there. I have perfect <laughs> attendance. That's all I care about. If I'm there, then it's a, it's a good class for me. Have you guys ever had to deal with the isolation procedures? No, over God, the last no. thank God I have oh, not. Oh, you guys are so lucky. You have. Oh, my freshman year, I got COVID. Oh, um, what did they do to like you? Was that the first year? The that had to be like the first yeah. year, right? And they're like, yeah, you live too far away. We're going to put you up in a hotel. I'm like, okay, you know, that's not that big a deal. You yeah. know, they take me to the end. Did you like not leave? Well, you can't leave. And then I walk in, they're like, this is your roommate. And I was like, Huh? Oh, <laughs> I was like, what? They're like, yeah, you, this is a kid you have to live with for the next week and a half as you are sicker than anything you could ever possibly imagine. That sounds like, horrible. Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> cool. Who was the kid? Just like I do a... not remember his name. Really? No you idea. A week and a half with him. I probably said like three words to the kid. <laughs> it was so like, how was this? So you, you were in the same room. You said three words. Dude, I Wrong. was like so sick, like okay. sleeping all day, okay. and he was also incredibly sick. And okay. then we also had to like deal with classes and stuff. But oh, I would wow. say like that the sucks. worst. Week they still ever. made you like deal with classes. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Oh one hundred percent. Were you? Did you have to zoom in to mm-hmm. all of them? Yeah. That stinks, dude. Why did they make you do that? You it, obviously yeah. were Awful. gonna not be paying attention because. You were, like, sick to death almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the worst. And especially in the beginning of COVID when, you know, everybody was kind of figuring everything out. Like, that's yeah. that's a really rough situation. And then the food at the end was just awful. So. What did they do? Did they bring you food every day? So you would fill out a little Google form oh. for your food that you want. Fancy. And then they would deliver it, like, two hours later when it was incredibly cold, soggy, and yep. nice. basically inedible. So typical Villanova dining. <laughs> Dom, let's go to you with our Twitter poll question of the day. Yeah, so make sure to follow us on Twitter at WXVU. We have a good Twitter poll every Friday morning for the show. Today, good one. How many hours of sleep do you get on an average night? Eight or more hours, seven to eight hours, five to seven, or less than five. Most adults need seven to nine hours, although some people may need as few as six hours or as many as ten hours of sleep each day. Looking at the results now, it's overwhelmingly for seven to eight. We have five votes, four for seven to eight, one to five to seven. I think I'm in that five to seven range. I think during the week, five to seven, but on the weekends, I try to get a little more. Last night, I was definitely in the five to seven range because, you know, got to be up kind of early for this joy. Um, But typically, I feel like I'm in the seven to eight hours (laughs) range. (laughs) (laughs) It is a joy, but when I'm up at 630, I'm like, this is awful. Why am I doing this to myself? But yeah, David, like, how are we feeling about sleep here? I would put seven to eight. That's my answer. Uh, Last night was not seven to eight. Last night was five to seven. Mm -hmm. Uh, But usually, I think the average with the weekends combined, I would say about seven to eight hours. If you're getting eight or more, very lucky. Very lucky. Nobody's getting eight or more You're not in college if you're getting eight or more. Like small children who go to bed at 9 p.m. are getting eight or more hours. Old people. How how are we feeling about the sleep? I'm with Dom in five to seven, I think. Yeah, 100%. Uh, David. 
What's going on with the birthdays this we weekend? We have some excellent birthdays today. Oh, I today. love to hear it. Uh, today, February 3rd, Elmo turns three. Wait, and a half. Three and a half. <laughs> Elmo's birthday is celebrated on February 3rd every year. The day was first celebrated by Sesame Street, who has since described Elmo as being three and a half years old today and every day from his first appearance on the show in 1980. Sean Kingston turns 33. On Saturday, former pro boxer Oscar De La Hoya turns 50. Comedian Hannibal Burris, I believe I'm saying that right, turns 40. Lauren Ash from our Superstore nickname. Do we know if that's a nickname or show? <laughs> Superstore show. 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 <laughs> show. I was saying nickname. Uh, turns 40. <laughs> on Sunday, Bobby Brown, singer and former husband of Whitney Houston, turns 54. Tyler Farr, a guy walks into a bar, uh, 39. And soccer star Chris... That Chris one is a nickname. Ronaldo <laughs> turns 38. Chris Ronaldo's 38? Thank you. Yeah, I thought that was a little older. Like, I expected him to be in his, like, like low 30s. Yeah, if I had to take a guess, I wasn't aware that he was 38. I wouldn't say that's old. I would just say that it's older than I would have being three and and a half for 40 years is Amazing. Really amazing. Allison, what's going on with WXVU here? Yes, lots of things. So, uh, first, our podcast where we interview people who have podcasts, simply titled So You Have a Podcast, continues with a just-released episode where Ryan Derry interviewed Chris Wade, who co-hosts the Hell of Presidents and Hell on Earth podcasts. The interview is available on WXVU's podcast feed, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, this is insane. WXVU's website, WXVU.org, had 179 1,585 page views in the month of January. This is our biggest month yet. Stop by and view posts from our team, including a piece that Ryan and I wrote covering Adam Friedland's Philly comedy show and our own David's coverage of Villanova Sports. And finally, Villanova Student Media is now on Instagram. For the latest from all of Villanova's media offerings, including the Villanovan, VTV, and of course, the undisputed king of Villanova Media, WXVU, it's at Villanova Student Media. Thank you, Allison. We're going to be taking a quick break on The Morning Roar right here on WXVU 89.1 FM. Stay tuned. This is Father Peter, and you're listening to V891 The Roar. The Berwyn Indoor and Outdoor Vintage Flea Market features antiques, collectibles, vintage jewelry, fashion, and so much more. The flea market happens every Saturday and Sunday through April from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. The Berwyn Indoor and Outdoor Village Flea Market is located at 270 West Swedesford Road in Berwyn. More information is available at phillafleamarkets.org. Have a voice for radio? Need to get your hands on audio video gear? Does journalism or writing interest you? How about photography and capturing memories? Villanova's media organizations are open to all majors and include WXVU 89.1, VTV, Tech Crew, The Villanovan, and The Bel Air Yearbook. Come hang out with an awesome group of creative students and find your home in Villanova's media programs. Stop by Doherty 102 to learn more. Brought to you by the Office of Student Involvement Student Media Programs.
We hope you enjoyed that intro music of the Pennsylvania polka from the movie Groundhog Day. And we're back with the morning roar right here on WXVU 89.1 FM. The roar. Let's take it to David with our three-day weather forecast for the main line. Now, our weather guy, Nick, is a little bit, well, under the weather. So I'm not going to do it nearly as good as he does it, but I can try. Uh, Partly cloudy today. Quite chilly and breezy. A high of 27. Clear tonight. A low down to 11 degrees. A sunny Saturday. A high of just 27 though but luckily on sunday we're back up to 47 with partly cloudy skies and we could even reach 60 by the middle of next week and the current temperature outside doherty hall and our studios here on the villanova campus we're getting a redirect notice probably should have clicked it before but it is 29 degrees uh right now outside of our villanova studios Thank you, David. Let's go to Allison with our Morning Roar news update. Yes, bringing you some more stories this morning. First, Radnor School District plans to build a new elementary school on the site of Ithan Elementary School along Clyde Road. The 60-year-old school has 470 students in kindergarten through fifth grade. The new school is expected to be constructed next to the existing school. The target completion date is the fall of 2027. A report on the current condition of the school shows problems with the roof and ceilings. And in other news, a new range of garish clothes claims to hide you from surveillance cameras. The knitted garments, and they are garish, use high-tech-derived patterns to fool AI into thinking the wearer is an animal. Italian fashion tech startup Cape underscore Able describes their line as a wearable algorithm to protect our identity. It uses a technological system capable of transporting images into a knitted fabric that can be used to deceive so-called people detectors in real time. Wearing an item in which one of the images is woven can protect the biometric data of a person's face, making the individual indetectable or causing them to be associated with an incorrect category such as a dog, zebra, or giraffe. The garments are on sale priced at $311 for a t-shirt, sweaters for $450, and bottoms for $300. I feel like I don't have to ask, but anyone in? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like this whole business is geared towards criminals or people about to rob a bank. I mean, what other reason what else would, it be for? would you need to wear clothes that hide nope. your face from cameras? There's only and one reason, there, and it's thieving. It's thieving. Now, yeah. where do these rank, right? So we've had some great products here <laughs> on the Morning Roar, some great products. Where do these rank? Like when you're thinking about like buying those shoes to make you go 10 miles per hour, not as fast as the electric scooters as Chris said on campus. No. And then you have these. Like where where do they like? We have to start developing some rankings. You guys also got to see them because they are ugly. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's look at the link on the website. They look really terrible. Oh yeah. Oh, I can they're see them terrible. From they're computer. so hideous. Oh yeah. Let yeah. me turn oh, this over God. to you. Look at them. Wow. <laughs> they look awful. Nah, this is just a prank. And, and people look stupid. <laughs> yeah, and they what do I look love stupid. is the price. Like, the price is $311. Prices only criminals can afford right now <laughs> yeah. in today's true. economy. True. Okay. true, but it's so specific. Like $311. I, I don't know. I found that kind of Zebra funny. Zebra confidence, 49%. I, I would much rather have the shoes that make me walk five miles oh, an yeah. hour around Absolutely. campus. Absolutely. I, like, I might look like a fool, but I'm going to look I mean, like a like bigger fool if I'm wearing is. Oh, yeah. this. Definitely. Protect my face from from the security cameras row I robbed somewhere. And I love know. the ad on the website. They have this crazy ad with like surveillance cam footage and they're like, Big Brother is watching you. It's like, come on. Oh my on. God. <laughs> come Their website on. is like severely in-depth though. Like I yeah. thought it was going to be like, you know, just maybe like one or two pages, but it's like in-depth. Mm-hmm. So obviously some people are spending money on yeah. these. <laughs> Must be. Definitely. Uh, dining services update here. Last fall we had a grasshopper gate in Cannes and general dissatisfaction to 
put it mildly, with some of the offerings from Villanova's dining services. While a new semester is a time to start fresh and the early returns have been positive, some of the additions per the Villanovan, warm dishes, stainless steel, silverware, hard plastic cups for drinks. The food is largely the same, but some whispers, including about the pit, have hinted at improved selection and quality. Cafe Nova has implemented more self-service options such as the Villa Dolce Gelato. Do you miss the takeout containers and are things looking up for VU food? You know, I'm going to go first here. Uh, I don't In miss contrast the to his statements earlier. <laughs> no, no, I'm sticking with my statements earlier. And the takeout containers I don't miss because they're still used 90% of the time. They are, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah, like sometimes I walk into St. Mary's and like, here's a nice plate. You know, here's your nice silverware. But the other 90% of the time I'm like, yeah, just give me my to-go box and I'll get out of here. And I don't really think things are looking up for VU food. I've seen zero difference whatsoever. I don't know about you guys. I disagree. Really? I think the food's a lot better. Really? At least in pit. I'm, Do you eat a pit ever? I eat a pit like once a year, maybe. Yeah, no, I, pit's definitely better. I, I, they had like pit at the beginning of the year, like there was like two stations open. They have like basically everything except for like one now. Okay. So okay. this maybe just more options now. Yeah. And the like actual dishes and silverware makes me feel better. Yeah. But I, I do think they're improving a lot. And the Cafe Nova is undisputedly the best food on campus. Oh yeah. 100%. And they've added more pizzas. There's now buffalo chicken and something else. I forget. Oh. And it's good. That's good. I think I just have to stop only eating at St. Mary's then. Yeah. Yeah. That's my Kova's problem. good. Kova's good food. No, I love eating at Kova too. Yeah. David? Bussin' boxes. So I don't... I, this is kind of like a, a flex that I'm going to try to use for the rest <laughs> of my four years here is that I have not eaten at a dining hall. Well, I did, okay, during orientation, but since orient... Because I had to. Since orientation, I have not eaten at a dining hall. Only Kova, Bel Air Terrace... Um, so as a commuter student, I have only had the takeout containers. I have not experienced the warm plates. I will say, though, I have seen the selection of food, as Don was talking about, I think has gotten better. There's okay. a lot of the hummus I saw on Instagram, yeah. so that was cool. However, the warm dishes, the stainless steel silverware, and the hard plastic cups for drinks. Now, I have not experienced this, but as just a consumer, this doesn't necessarily make me feel all that great because I feel like those three things should have already been in place. So, they were. They were, took them away for COVID. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Right? That, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so that makes sense. It's a return. So in terms of the food options, though, I think it has gotten better. Do I think the food is any better? I, I don't think so, but there's more options. So I would say that's a positive in yeah. terms of Villanova Dining Services. Allison, you've been here the longest. What are your opinions here? I mean, I don't eat much from the dining halls anymore now that I have an apartment. I do mostly cook, which is really nice. But when I do frequent the dining halls, it seems like it's been maybe marginally better. So... Good job, Villanova. I love Spit. Spit was the best. Spit was Spit pretty was good freshman year, yeah. Spit was the best. And St. Mary's lunch, like, you just can't beat it. They I, make I don't pizza. I've ever been to St. Mary's. Like, fresh-made burgers. I didn't even know that. Cheese I know steaks. Mary, oh, yeah. Second huh. story, like, late night's good. I know that. Oh, yeah. I've been 100%. there for late night. Have you guys all eaten at the law school before? Yeah, like, once. Really? But because it, it's weird. It's only certain hours, right? Yeah. Like, usually meal plan. Because they don't want undergrads in yeah. the place. But they have pretty good, good food, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about Bartley? How's Bartley? I've never had Bartley. Oh, I'm scared of the exchange. <laughs> yeah, you're scared of the exchange. I'm scared of the exchange. I mean, I, I've been it's like, intense I've gotten a down drink there. before, but I've never it's gotten intense. food. Okay, it's intense. Okay. I so, think I've had a sandwich from there one time, and it was pretty good. Okay. But you can't. I don't think you can use your meal plan unless you I don't have, have a meal plan. Ex- uh, yeah, you need like the upgrade. You need the yeah. exchange upgrade. Exchange yeah. Upgrade. Okay. That's why I'm scared. Now, Dom, why is the exchange so it's intense? It's intense. No, it's just that bottom floor of Barley is yeah. intense. No, I like, Everything's going on. The holy grounds. Yep. There's like people like, it literally feels like you're on like 
Wall Street. Like down I there. love it's the like, way it looks, though. Yeah, no, it I looks great. I love the way it looks. And they just I, redid I that really bottom nice. part over the summer. Yeah. But it's it's intense no, out there. It is it's like people are flying. There. I've had professors literally say in class that they are afraid of walking through the exchange. Probably, yeah. I was probably if I was a professor, that would be yeah. me. Mm-hmm. It's scary. It, it is scary. All right, it is time for the morning roar mind bender. Take a break, time, Chris. Indeed, it is. <laughs> so, Dom, you've actually lost rights I, to this part. I, I'm I had like now. two segments. I lost one. Of them. Done. It's now officially David versus Dom. Each participant can use Chris as a lifeline once, who may or may not know the answer. So here it is, the mind bender of the week. You have an 11-minute hourglass and a 7-minute hourglass. You need to measure exactly 15 minutes for boiling an egg. How do you do it? David said he knows it. I have no idea. I think I have an idea. Is it right? Probably not. Um, so my guess, if I had to take a guess. Okay. But I don't know if this like can actually happen. It's like one of those things on TikTok where you like pull the thing under the water and have to get around. Anyway, um, so I would say that you leave. You've never seen that before, where they <laughs> where like they for a hundred dollars, like somebody says, yeah, you have to pull like the rag like on the other side of the faucet without the water touching it. Oh, the yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, you I know what that? you're talking about. Um, maybe I was, yeah, I was doing a poor job at explaining that. But anyway, uh, so I would say that the, you keep the 11-minute hourglass at zero, and you run the seven-minute hourglass for three minutes, and then you start, once that's done, you start the 11-minute timer, and the rest of the four minutes goes. That's Hang how on. Do how, do how do you measure three minutes? minutes? That's what I was going to say. Yeah, not happening. There has to be a mathematical answer to this. I, I don't know is. it, <laughs> but it, it exists. It does exist. I can confirm. Hmm. Ah, it's got to be because no, I don't know. I don't know. Chris, I'll use my lifeline. I'm calling my <laughs> lifeline. So, if both of you can use me as a lifeline, do I have to like <laughs> whisper to you? Like, <laughs> I think we just both lose. I think Dom and I. No, 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 no. We can get no, it. We can get. We have four minutes for our okay, next well, segment. What, I don't well, what is even... the lifeline? Is it a hint? a hint? Is it the answer? It can't be the answer. Do you know the hint. answer? I am getting there, and I think I know like the intermediate step. Okay. So That's I'll give you at this that. point, this is going to be everybody versus Allison. Allison's the only one that knows. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that you have to use the 11 minute and 7 minute at the same time and when the 7 minute completely runs out you have 4 minutes left in that 11 minute hourglass oh, so he's then right. you need to like stop it there and then add that to the 11 minute now I don't know how to do that that's up for you guys to figure Wait, out but that is my hint right. so if you use them for Wait, so 11. can you say what you're saying you do that again? Twice. You do that twice. So you let the 15. 7 run out. You let the 7 run out, and when the 7 runs out, you know you have exactly 4 minutes left in the 11-minute hourglass. That's correct. That is one okay. of the steps that you need to do. And then, wait, because then you have to do that twice, because then another 4 minutes will be 15. No, another 4 minutes would be 8 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Not when the 11 So then you would done, do the though. 7, right? Can you do the 7 again? If you have 8, if you do that twice. I don't know. You have 8, and then you can do the 7 again. 8, yeah, plus, seven, right. eight plus 7 is not 15. Wait. Yes, it is. It is. April 7 is 15. But, but how are you, how do are the you doing it twice? twice? Right? Because this yeah, has to be then the in succession. Has to over. All right. Dom and I both lose. Let's get to the uh, the answer, Alice. Fantastic. <laughs> okay. So the, the easiest way to do it is to set off the 11-minute hourglass and the 7-minute hourglass at the same time. When the 7-minute hourglass finishes, you place the egg in the boiling water and let it go for four minutes. 
Then you simply just turn the 11 minute hourglass over again and let it run through, and then you've got, got 15 there. minutes. I feel like I could have got there. Yeah. You guys were really close. I feel like I could have got there. You guys like were making it too close. complicated. As for Elmo being three <laughs> and a half, <laughs> as for Elmo being slightest. three and a half, Dom and I get a half point. Yes. Yes. I don't think so. I think so. I think Chris Elmo's maybe. birthday. If anyone gets a half point, it's Chris who figured out at least the mechanism. According that to you Elmo's need to birthday use. at Sesame Street Mathematics, we should get a half a point. <laughs> well. Neither David nor Dom got this one right. They are still tied at one to one. And I guess I'm just a lifeline now, so I'm going to give myself <laughs> half a point. Like, I've been relegated from this segment too, Dom. It's okay. It's okay. Um, we're going to take a quick break on the Morning Roar right here on WXVU 89.1 FM. Stay tuned. I'm Allison. And I'm Ryan. And we're the hosts of Please Tune In, only on V891, The Roar. Did you know? According to Thrive 365, one in two sexually active people will contract an STI by 25. Did you know? That 20 million new STIs occur each year. Did you know? Half of these are among people ages 15 to 24. Did you know? Many STIs have no symptoms at all, and the only way to know if you have an STI is to get tested. Did you know? That confidential testing for sexually transmitted infections, including HIV, is available to students at the Villanova Student Health Center. Call 610-519-4070. That's 610-519-4070. Or email studenthealthcenter at villanova.edu. Again, that's studenthealthcenter at villanova.edu. If your results come back positive, don't be afraid. Take action. Management and treatment of STIs can keep everyone safe. Knowing your status can bring you peace of mind, promote healthy relationships, as well as mental and emotional health. Stay in the know with Nova Nurses. This message was brought to you by senior nursing students in the health promotion course of the Fitzpatrick College of Nursing, the Office of Health Promotion, and V89.1 WXVU Villanova Radio. Radner's Willows Park Preserve prevents love and chocolate at the Willows. Sunday, February 12th, between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. Featuring hot chocolate, Valentine's making, and kids' crafts. This is a free event. Children can enjoy a special Why I Love the Willows contest. There will be photo ops in the balloon room, juice and cookies, and coffee or tea for adults, too. The Willows Park is located at 490 Darby Paoli Road in Radnor. Visit willowsparkpreserve.org for more information. Good morning, and we're back with the Morning Roar right here on WXVU 89.1 FM, The Roar. And we are celebrating Black History Month. And first, we'd like to take a look back at Villanova's 16th annual Martin Luther King Jr. Day of Service. We're honored to have in studio with us Rachel Batista. Rachel was this year's president of the MLK Day of Service Planning Committee. Rachel is a senior psychology major and an ambassador with the Office of Intercultural Affairs. She'll also be talking to us about some of the events happening for Black History Month here on campus. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Of course. Now, Rachel, can you give us some background on what exactly the MLK Day of Service is here at Villanova? 
Well, it's a day on and not off. That's like a slogan or something that we go by. It's basically a day um, where we don't have classes because it's the birthday of Martin Luther King Jr. But also we go to different sites and we do service with them. And that's what we basically do. But the planning committee was reaching out to sites and trying our best to become uh, a normal like day of service again because of COVID the last past two years. It hasn't been like this since 2020. And building off of that, how different was it this year actually being able to visit off-campus sites for service opportunities for the first time since COVID? It was really different because also like the committee's brand new in a way because in 2020 it was like many of the seniors graduated like last year. So it was a rebranding in a way of all the people and different freshmen were also there. So it was different in the sense that also like the service sites were experiencing like an in-person service, not like donations or um, any like goodie bags being sent to them. So it was different in that way and something to get used to and also being aware like COVID restrictions, like maybe they weren't going to be able to, we weren't going to be able to send some people because last minute um, cancellations, but it was really well for it to be back in person again. That's great. It's great to see so many different service opportunities starting to get back to normal this year uh, since COVID. Uh, what are some of the partners uh, off campus uh, the Day of Service worked with this year? Um, so it was a lot of like religious like churches, basically like schools, um, like a music school. Um, it was basically that. But on campus, we also had like don't like charity. We had people like three hundred people do blankets for people like cutting it up in a way where it was like creative and also like um letters for like the elderly and also like goodie bags for like essentials that many sites wanted like um soap and hand washes and stuff like that so it was we had like 200 people go off campus but it was a variety of you know cleaning painting um helping children helping like residents at a home and things like that that sounds fantastic. So you already just kind of alluded to this, but MLK Day landed right before the start of the semester this year. What kind of response did you see from students in terms of coming in early to help? We were impressed because we also expected some people to not show up because it was the day before and probably came on Sunday and they were tired. So we were like trying to take uh, it, that into perspective if we didn't see, for example, um, many people come to sign in. Um, thankfully, we were prepared, but we did see like for example, if a site had like 20 people who signed up, like 15, like because it was expected, but thankfully, since we expected that, we were prepared. But it was, thankfully, we weren't like expecting everybody to come, but we did see how it being the day before class had an effect. Now, Rachel, can you reflect on your journey to becoming involved with the Office of Intercultural Affairs and eventually president of the MLK Day of Service Planning Committee? Well, I was a sophomore when I joined, and I was really nervous, but it was, I don't know how to explain it. I, it wasn't that nerve-wracking because it was during COVID time. So mm -hmm. I think that because it was during COVID times, I knew it wasn't, like, so heavy in the sense, like, oh, we have to go off on campus. It was, like, more of, like, how do we make this creative but still service? Um, and my first two years, um, I was, like, the administrative assistant of the executive board, uh, which meant, like, me joining, like, the board um like the president and the president the vice president and learning um more about the day of service and just trying to join in with any ideas um and i remember 2021 we went we didn't go but we did virtual site like sessions with schools um 
Philly schools, like North Philly schools, and we had like sessions on MLK and his legacy, and also fitness because we knew that in the time of COVID, many children weren't able to move around so many times because of them being in front of a screen, um, because of virtual. And then last year, we made like donation bags to uh, two service sites, the YMCA and the Ronald McDonald House, and that was really great. But then becoming president, I was like, I knew that we were going back to normal, so it was more nerve-wracking than being like an assistant and trying to help like whatever way I could. Um, it was hard, but we got it done, I'm glad, because of the help of the committee too. Um, we're a team, but I, it was, I think I'm happy for like the growth I've had these past three years. Um, it was hard in the terms of like trying to figure out the best way to do service with COVID going on, but not as um, prominent as it had been the past two years. But it was a good journey, yeah. Now, Rachel, you're a part of the Office of Intercultural Affairs, who have some wonderful events planned all February long for Black History Month. One of them is a discussion on what does it mean to be black at Villanova, co-sponsored by the Office of Intercultural Affairs, and happening February 8th at 6 p.m. in the East Lounge of Dockery Hall. Would you be able to talk about that event or any of the other events happening this February across campus? Well, that specific event is like a discussion space for first-year students to identify as black, to share the experiences, um, especially in this Black History Month. And we also have like four other events, like the 9th, OIA is collaborating with Athletics to host a screening and discussion of the film The Loyola Project, 63 for 63, which is exciting. And also the 15th, OIA is collaborating with Public Safety for a coffee hour for all students, faculty, and staff who identify as black. And also the 22nd OIA is collaborating with Campus Ministry, ACV, and LASO to host What Does It Mean to Be Afro-Latine, a discussion space for all students who identify as Afro-Latine to share their experiences. And lastly, um, the 28th OIA is hosting a virtual coffee hour for all students, faculty, and staff who identify as black. Um, we're trying our best to make great events this month. Um, it's such a powerful and amazing month, so we're really excited to put on these events. Definitely some great events coming up here over the next month. Uh, Rachel, as a senior, over your time here at Villanova, do you feel like there has been an improvement in terms of opportunities for events celebrating the black community? I think there have been. My freshman year, I didn't see it. I think my freshman year was normal in the sense like, March in March was when we were sent home so I got to experience the normalcy but I didn't see as many events for people of color especially like events in Black History Month there were some but I'm happy to see that there's a long list of events that are going on this year and even last year when it was COVID was still like dominating I could see like there were virtual events like discussions um for spaces for people of color so I, I have seen um a growth in that sense yeah that's great to see. And one last question for you here, Rachel. Are there any other events that OIA is involved with in the rest of the spring semester that you would like to put in a word for? Well, on Fridays, I think we have like a remix type of thing where we have people, organizations um, reach out if they want to have any topic to be discussed. So there's like, I think that's something that I enjoy knowing about that people can decide to request a space to talk about important issues so I think that's something I'm looking forward to for the rest of the semester yeah awesome thank you Rachel for joining us today thank we really so appreciate it and make sure you check out the office of intercultural affairs for more events during this black history month this is the morning roar right here on WXVU 89.1 FM we're going to be taking a quick break so stay tuned
everyone. This is Sam Briggs here, the creative assistant at WXVU, and you're listening to V891, The Roar. Villanova's Albert LePage Center for History in the Public Interest is featuring a presentation about the Rooted Project. Coming from former lead researcher and current University of Maryland PhD student Angelina Lincoln, a 2020 Villanova History graduate as well as current Villanova graduate student, Colin McCrossan. They'll be joined by Rooted Project Administrator and Researcher, Nolan Vari, who will share information about upcoming programming from the Rooted Project. The Rooted Project is Villanova's initiative to study its history and connections to slavery, segregation, racism, and gender and religious prejudice. In this presentation, Lincoln and McCrossin will share key findings from their research that the Rooted Project is using to produce a new history of Villanova that will give all students, faculty, staff, and alumni a sense of place and belonging. The presentation takes place Monday, February 6th at 6 p.m. Learn more about the Rooted Project at rootedproject.org. Learn more about the LePage Center at lepage.villanova.edu. The Villanova Leadership Program provides six different workshops on leadership tips and tricks, theories, and networking. Get Villanova Leadership certified and become a better leader. More information is available at villanova.edu slash VLP. It's the Morning Roar right here on WXVU 89.1 FM. The Roar. Let's take it to David and Dom with our weekly sports roundup here. Well, the birds are in the bowl. It's a Philadelphia sports renaissance. So we'll talk about early thoughts on the matchup. Uh, Dom, I'll get to you in a second and Chris and Allison too. We won't redo the fight song until uh, next week. So apparently we're redoing it next week according to Nick, our producer. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but, uh, I, I mean, Jalen Hurts did a rendition of the fight song. Yeah. His was really bad. And I mean ours was was not great. But I mean but I give him credit though for the effort to do that because not many athletes will do that on stage, on (laughs) TV, and sing the fight song with the crowd. I don't think he knew much of the words. I don't think he knew all the words. I don't think he did either, but not many people do. Like many people are getting mad at him for not saying fight Eagles fight. It's like no one says that. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Dom, thoughts on uh, the Super Bowl. Of course, we'll dive into more next week. But kind of your early thoughts. Wrap up the 49ers game. I'm excited. I think it'll be a really, really good game. Um, It is kind of cool. I saw this the other day. First time in history, two black quarterbacks starting the Super Bowl during Black History Month. That's really, really cool. Um, But I'm excited. It should be a really, really good game. I do think the Eagles are a better team, objectively. Um, I think the Eagles have a, you know, significantly better defense than the the, uh, Chiefs do. Offense, who knows? Patrick Mahomes is healthy. He's got that weird ankle. Um, He can be a threat always, Patrick Mahomes. But I do think the Eagles should be really comfortable going into this one. I agree. I, I, I mean, We'll talk about it next week, but I, I really think, as you said, I think they have the better overall team. Maybe they don't have the better quarterback. I think Jalen Hurts yeah. is a top yeah. five quarterback in the but NFL. Mahomes, but I think yeah. Mahomes is on you know that number one different level. So what else, too, with that 49ers game? I was just surprised, like, towards the end of that game, how, like, dirty the 49ers played in that yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, it looked like, like they, they were angry. They, they gave up, and they were selling out on getting mm-hmm. Eagles players ejected. 
Eagles players. It seemed to be it was you know, hurt, maybe even in a way I don't want to accuse, but you know, just say that it looked like that from yep. a certain standpoint. So I was kind of surprised at the route that the 49ers yep. took. They and, were just angry. And especially, angry. and especially because Brock Purdy got hurt. Yeah, Not, so, it wasn't a it wasn't a dirty play at all. No, and neither of them were. It yeah. were the other ones either. Yeah, I mean, Josh Johnson. I mean, hit, it was just a head. it was a football it play. Happens, it wasn't. Yeah. There was no harm intent. It it does do. stink though, because I do wish, you know, at least we had like. Both of these games were just absolute blowouts. The Giants and the 49ers. Yeah. So I am a little worried about that. This won't be a blowout. I mean, it was an easy yeah. path to the Super Bowl for the yeah. Eagles. Yeah. But, but you were the one seed. I exactly. Mean, you and path. you played well the entire season. And, you know, people say, oh, the schedule was easy. You look at the record against teams who were in the playoffs. Yeah, so and it's like 8-1 like yeah, or something. 8-1 or 8-2. Yeah. Something like that. Now, so, did Chris? you guys watch the chiefs Bengals game? Great game. I did. Um, the Chiefs opinion. maybe should not have been in the Super Bowl. Because that late that, play, which I, you're alluding to, mm-hmm. got but it's yeah. the right call. It sucks because the refs weren't really that good all game. Mm-hmm. But that that you have to call that at the end. Yeah, but it's here, here's the thing too: is I do think that was the right the right. Why, call. Yeah. why don't we but, describe it real quick? What happened yeah. for everybody yeah. here? Got dumb. Yeah, so I, so the Chiefs have I think it was under 40 seconds left. They're at about the 50 yard line, maybe. Mahomes um, runs to his right out of the pocket, past the line of scrimmage. He's going out of bounds. Clearly steps out of bounds, and then is pushed. Probably gains eight yards, and then an additional 15 with the penalty. They hit him late. Very, very obvious. So 15 um, added on. Put them right in field goal range. It was an easy field goal for the win. Um, and I, you know, if they would have stopped him, they, I think they, I think the Chiefs maybe could have ran like one or two more plays. Yeah. It was a long field goal. I think they probably would have had to take like a 60-yard field goal if they didn't get that penalty. Um, but they yeah. had to take like a know, And it was, it was Joseph Asai who did that. But, yeah. you but know, he had a great I, game. Again, going, but yeah, I mean, and going back to it too, like the Chiefs had so many extra opportunities in that game. Oh, yeah. Like then there was the play, I think it was in the third or fourth, where it was like third and nine and the Bengals stopped and the ref was running from the other side of the field yeah, to say the play didn't count. Sense. And, you know, and I agree with that. You know, and, and well, the, the argument is, oh, well, what if some Chiefs players were not playing fully on that play? Well, you in the NFL this day and age, you have to make that clear yeah. that there is no play. You know what I mean? So I understand the Bengals there. And it wasn't a dirty play by a side by any means. Like he was going full effort to try to get Mahomes down. But again, you know, he was going more for the hit on Mahomes the rather rules, than to just yeah, get him the down. The protection yeah. of quarterbacks in this day and age is yeah. really, really And Mahomes tough. is, of course, going to get that. He's going to get the most. Yeah. So, I mean, the Chiefs, uh, an excellent team. Like I, some people are saying it's going to be a blowout. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. No, the Chiefs are a really, really solid team. But, you know, they have some injuries, and we'll see what happens with the wide receiver core. So. Absolutely. Now let's take a look at the Villanova weekend sports preview. So is it time to stick a fork in the men's basketball oh team? Uh, that was in a words of producer Nick. <laughs> uh, the Cats are now 10 and 12 and are now ranked a lowly seventh in the Big East. They take on Creighton in Omaha Saturday night. Dom. Chris, Allison, I didn't even know we had a men's team. I just know about our women's team. Our 17th seventeenth ranked women's team. Maddie Seagrass, best player in the country by far. Um, she's the next great WNBA superstar. Um, our men's team, I could care less about. They stink. Um, we're a women's basketball school. We always have them. I just think it's so impressive how in our men's basketball games, it could be going great for the entire game, and then all of a sudden those they last four minutes, the they half. can't close out the game. They're no. terrible closing out games. Because like, even uh, the uh, the Wells 4 game I was watching... And they were up at like I think they were up like eight with like six minutes yeah. left or something. And there, then even Marquette they were up. Yeah. There is a noticeable difference between Villanova in the first half yep. and the second half. And yes. that is a huge yes. problem. It's because really because if you're bad. just bad the entire game or you're just good the entire game, so be it. That was the game that's what happened. But 
to be such a dramatic change, I mean, I know that coaching changes go in at halftime. The other team makes adjustments. But to be, I mean, there is a note where I, you will sit down like second half, even in the Marquette game, and in the last four minutes, you would say, am I watching the same basketball yeah. team? Yeah. And really question what's going on here because it just seems like they're smart plays go out of the way and they turn the ball over 19 times against Marquette. I mean, that just can't happen if you yeah. really want to win. I was it's shocked that they were in the game yeah, yeah. as much as they were turning insane. the ball over 19 times. Yeah. But they need to find a way to close out the game. And we, you know, I've said it before, there's so much talent on this roster, but as each game and loss goes by, and I know that Kyle Neptune was talking about, you know, oh, it's 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 a positive that they're in these games no, late. And I get that. I mean, you're in out. these games, but as Dom was saying, you know, if you're not making improvements and you say that every game and each game you know, as we continue to go on, you're still losing those close games. Well, then that really doesn't matter because no. in the, at the end of the day, it's a loss, and you have 12 of them right now in the Big East, and you're only above Georgetown. Yeah, their crunch time offense is terrible. Yeah. They can't get a bucket in crunch time. It's really bad. But as you said, Don, the women's team doing really good. They're they, great. I thought they were going to beat UConn. They had a good chance They're to beat great. UConn. It was They're going to beat ranked. UConn when they play them here. Uh, yeah, they were beat fifth-ranked. Uh, UConn close to beating them late. Um, and they're also, uh, UConn is ranked first in the Big East, Villanova right mm-hmm. behind them. So that game yeah. at the Finn, uh, I believe it's at the Finn, yeah, is going to be a, a really good game coming up here yeah. uh, in the next couple weeks, I believe. And yeah. that is a lottery game, so you got to make yeah. sure that you go into your app and sign up for those tickets, because typically for girls' basketball games, that yeah. has not it's been It's got to be the thing. first lottery, I think, I at think my so. time here. And the I, UConn game last year was canceled. Yeah. And I think that just speaks to how much more entertaining the women's basketball team is right now than our <laughs> men's good. team. They're good. Yeah. Allison, let's go to you with our music <laughs> news. All right. So David, Ed Sheeran took to his Instagram with a new video explaining that he hasn't been very active on social media lately because he's had some turbulent things happening in his personal life. But he added, things are looking up and I'm back online. David has to give his thoughts here. Did he watch the vid? Is he concerned? <laughs> so I love the music playing in the background. Big smile on my face. Yes, Ed is back. I did watch the video. So Ed uh, has always kind of been very um, quiet in terms of what he Ed. puts out. Yeah, I know personally. <laughs> Like, you know, he always is very quiet with what he puts out yeah. on social media. But I know that recently he just came out with a new song, which I believe, yeah, it is titled F64. He lost one of his uh, closest friends a little bit ago. Uh, so I think that that was uh, something that maybe was affecting him here and probably something else going on. But yeah, he's back. Uh, his music is, is back. It's always great. Let's be honest. It's always great. Uh, still working on getting those concert tickets. I've not made any progress. It's like it's on the bucket list. And I know that everybody's like, wow, he's a fake fan. You know what I mean? Not yet getting tickets. <laughs> no. Um, but I, yeah, I think just the amount of times that I, I talked about Ed Sheeran yesterday in um, my comm class that went well and then also <laughs> hold on fun fact here I for uh, Spanish in reading Spanish too we have talk abroad sessions Dom you know what they are right I hated those yeah well you have talk my abroad worst nightmare. And, you know, worst. and you speak wait to, what are talk you speak, abroad so sessions? you speak to somebody uh, from a foreign country a Spanish speaking oh. foreign country and you have to like talk about vocab tenses stuff like that and it really does help but um, the lady I was talking to, she was from Buenos Aires, and now my Spanish skills are not great, but from what I understood, we were talking about our favorite artist, okay. and uh, I brought up Ed Sheeran, and she said that she liked Ed Sheeran too. So Yay. Ed Sheeran all around the world, awesome. growing, popular, fantastic. So shout out to Buenos Aires here on this uh, February 3rd. Fantastico. Okay, we have more music news. So, Weezer is one of the acts participating in a Grammy tribute to the Beach Boys, a special that will tape February 8th at the Dolby Theater in Hollywood. 
other artists influenced by the Beach Boys who are taking part, Beck, Brandy Carlisle, Fall Out Boy, Lady A, John Legend, Charlie Puth, St. Vincent, Hanson, and more. No air date has been announced. And thank you to Nick for including some Weezer news. I feel very seen. <laughs> the 65th annual Grammy Awards are on Sunday. Trevor Noah is hosting, and up for album of the year are ABBA, Harry Styles, Beyonce, Adele, Bad Bunny, Mary J. Blige, Brandy Carlisle, Coldplay, Kendrick Lamar, and Lizzo. And we're following up our music news segment with a little music debate today. The top five best songs from the 1980s, according to a consultation with nine expert websites, are the following. Number one, Sweet Dreams Are Made of This by The Eurythmics, Take On Me by AHA, Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses, Africa by Toto, and Living on a Prayer by, jo- by Bon Jovi. Anything glaring? What do we think of this list? Take on me should not be on this list. Wow. I'm sorry. It's just a meme song. That's the, the music only video reason. is really good though. The music video is good, but like nobody legitimately enjoys Take on Me. Nah, I think you might be I right. I think you're on that right. One. I think yeah. the other four on this list are significantly better than Take on Me. Exactly. Africa Living on a Prayer should be one and two, in my opinion. Yeah. Sweet Dreams Africa is good. In my opinion, I, I like Sweet, Sweet Dreams. Dreams, but I like Africa and Living on a Prayer better. I think. Yeah, Sweet take- Child of Mine's so good too, though. From like, I honestly I just, don't I think I've ever heard scene. Sweet Child of Mine. Have you, you seen Step Brothers? No. No, yeah. Have you seen the new Thor? Uh, not Thor Ragnarok. Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> David. <laughs> no. No. Never mind then. Yeah, because no. that was all Guns and Roses music in that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know too. who Guns and Roses are. Yeah. I have not listened to their music too often. Like, uh, what is their most famous song? I mean, I know Sweet who they are. Child Sweet Child of Mine. Is there another one that's, like, famous that I might know? I mean, maybe I've heard it and I just don't realize it, which is probably You have. Case. She's got... I'm not going to sing. No, Come I think on, you should sing, sing it, Don. I don't think... I mean, maybe I have, but that rendition, Don, is similar to our just Eagles watch, fight song. Just watch... Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I feel like Bon Jovi shouldn't even be on this list no. either. You don't like prayer? No, I love Bon Jovi, but way overrated, and everybody on the East Coast is like, Bon Jovi's the best. It's like I'm surprised there's no Journey thing. songs on here. Journey should be on there's here. So many, don't Stop Believing. Yeah, yeah artists from right? the 80s. Like, I'm looking at just like our biggest artists in the 80s, and it's like Michael Jackson. Don't come Whitney in, Nick. Houston. Don't. Careful. <laughs> I'm being careful. Um, Madonna, Journey, like Queen. There's a lot of stuff that... Yeah, no Queen songs might be. Take yeah. On Me above Queen is criminal. Ridiculous, yeah. That is just stuff. not true in the slightest. Are you in trouble? I, look, I don't think Nick made the rankings. This is from uh, a consultation with nine expert okay, websites. Okay, he, okay. he has sources, all right? You can't come at him right now. All right, good. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Onto to the movie segment which yeah. always goes well this is a good, this is a good <laughs> as well as good, the mind vendor this is a really good movie segment whoever puts these together I don't know who it is does a really really good job and I know both of these movies 80 for Brady PG-13 comedy for lifelong friends and diehard Patriot fans make it a mission to go to the Super Bowl 50, 51 and meet superstar quarterback Tom Brady no matter how much chaos they meet along the way Jane Fonda Sally Field Rita Moreno Lily Tomlin plus the newly retired Tom Brady. Let me not talk about Tom Brady in the sports segment. How did I forget that? Like, it's anyway. old news. He's retired before. Uh, he's, he's retired now, again. He's now been 365 <laughs> days ago exactly he's to the day He's now a movie star. Tom sure. Brady retired on my birthday, by the way, which sucks. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. <clears throat> I had to plug that. There Second movie, Knock at the Cabin, or mystery thriller. While vacationing at a remote cabin, a young girl and her parents are taken hostage by strangers who demanded they make an unthinkable choice to 
avert the apocalypse. Jonathan Groff, Dave Bautista, Rupert, Rupert Grant, Ron Weasley's in this movie? Yep. Director <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan, Philly guy. I'll pro- I'm not going to lie, I might see both of these. You didn't read the please read I, at yeah. the top. I Where's think the there was a note for you. The, from I, the morning show producer yeah. I was here, scared Dom. to read it. I will read it now. <laughs> oh, I thought this was just an internal well, read. Well, it says please no, read. No, no. So. I thought it was an internal read, too. We're being scolded over the air, so <laughs> <Okay>. go ahead. <clears throat> press uh, press, press release. release from Nick. Our producer. Go ahead. I'm greatly disappointed with the need to be educated on how a very simple segment operates. I fear this is a reflection on the quality of teaching you kids are receiving these days. It's a simple concept. We list the movies coming out this weekend at the box office. Not your favorite, mo- <laughs> Not your favorite movie. <laughs> I really don't Literally think you were no supposed to read this out loud. I think he meant, ago. please read, please read internally. I we're doing agree. it out loud right now. Okay, so, so Nick, going. I am the one who is not for reading this aloud, but go ahead. Not your favorite movie, Lily. No one cares about from two months ago. You read them and discuss. Is everyone clear? I'm clear. I'm, I'm definitely I'm clear. clear. It's I'm crystal clear, clear but I'm, I'm going to give my commentary that the movies that we've been talking about in the past These, have been absolute garbage. I, I think it's we'll blame the marketing of those past movies because I've seen Atrophy. Brady sounds good. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> it sounds so Tom, cheesy. It's about four old women going to see Tom Brady. You're that's is that. You well, like here's the thing. I don't watch Dude, movies a whole fan. lot. Like, what do you expect? <laughs> All right, well, well. You're an old soul. <laughs> I, um, I, uh, I don't watch movies often, uh, to be honest. Like, it either has to be a sports movie or this something that, movie. I know, or something that, uh, like, gets me compelled to watch. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, I just feel like that there, there could be interesting things that happen in this movie, 80 for Brady. So, I'm not sure. I, and I do like comedy movies. Like either so either it has to be comedy or really serious, like tragedy. Like there's no in the middle for me. Like I can't. I don't. I don't. I, I so don't. Schindler's like, List. And no, no, too bad. No, 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 but I mean by tragedy is I, I. I don't like watching tragedy. It's just like I find it interesting. Like like, learn, like war movies. No, I'm talking about like Scully. Did you see Scully? Like I liked watching Scully. Land the plane on the Hudson River. Sully. 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 Oh, sorry. I said it wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, It won't be the first time on the show. Just going to warn everybody. Uh, But it won't be the last time. Um, But, uh, yeah, so, like, I like that movie because it was historic, and I like to learn about it. Can I interrupt you for a second? Yeah, sure. We're doing the exact thing you said. This is our segment now. Well... (laughs) Okay. Everybody go see 80 for Brady and not Kevin. And the Sorry. next movie that David will be seeing is, of course, Oppenheimer in theaters because he really loves tragedy. He loves, no, he loves I, nuclear bombs. I, no, but I like to learn. I like to stay informed about you know history and historic events. Yeah. That they have like, yeah. documentaries for that, though. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like you a don't movie have to watch documentary. Like, depressing movies. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, mean, I mean, also like, okay, I know uh, Nick is gonna get so mad at me. One of my favorite movies when I was younger was Yogi Bear. I loved Yogi Bear. Anyway, Yogi Bear, great movie. Yeah. Completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> David, what what are the national days so of the week sorry. here? Uh, so today, <laughs> today is doggy date night. Scientists have consistently found that dogs provide social, physical, and emotion benefits for their owners and vice versa. Today, spend a little extra time with your dog. Play games like fetch or frisbee or go on a nice long hike with the friend who is always there for you, your dog. Today is also the halfway point of winter. Celebration noises. 
in the northern hemisphere. Thank you. Today is the exact halfway point between the winter, winter solstice and the spring equinox. Many think the, wi- uh, the midpoint of winter is always Groundhog Day, but it varies. Winter is the shortest of the full season, four seasons, which I don't necessarily agree with. Last thing, 88.99 <laughs> That's just science. Sorry, what is that not to <laughs> it agree with? See, it doesn't yeah. feel like it. And today is also Bubblegum Day. Uh, now, here's some interesting ones. Tomorrow, uh, well, as we get to Sunday, Sundays are, are very interesting. Anyway, uh, tomorrow is Rosa Parks Day, honoring the black civil rights activist known for refusing to give up her seat on a bus. Thank a letter carrier day, your chance to say thanks to the person who delivers your junk mail. And tomorrow is also ice cream for breakfast day. Sunday is weather forecasters day. And this one, which I was alluding to, was interesting. Shower with a friend day. Good luck, Chris, in the mock trial tournament this weekend. Let's go. Oh, thank you, David. Really that was appreciate a great segue. It. Yeah, awesome. But I kind of just want to return to shower with a friend day. Mm-hmm. I was trying um, to skip over that very quickly. No, no, no. We've got to, we got to return to it. Um, what? Why? <laughs> Why? I don't endorse showering with friends. I think it's environmentally friendly. I think you're saving water, you know, saving the fish. Maybe that's like the, the context. <laughs> no, I think it is weird. No, I 100% it's agree. It's actually a marketing ploy. So it oh, was created oh. to sell shower filters. Oh, look at us playing right into their little game. I know. We're talking <laughs> Wait, about it. Why would you want to buy a shower filter? So that you and your friend can have a really nice shower together. I don't. Duh. Why? Why? Why is okay. that a day? That's not a day. I looked it up. It is a day. Oh, no, it does exist. Why does it is a day. And let's go to our Twitter poll results recap, yeah. Dom. So it's actually been a shocking turn of events here. So, again, follow us on Twitter <laughs> at WXVU. <laughs> our question still remains the same. Uh, how many hours of sleep do you typically get on an average night? Eight or more hours, 0%. Less than five hours, 0%. But seven to eight, still leading at 57%. Five to seven is making a run now at 43%. So five to seven making a run. I think, again, we talked about it already. Most college students are in that five to seven range. 100%. Now, just a quick reminder to give at Villanova Student Media a follow on Instagram. And last but certainly not least, it's time for our deep thought of the week. Be grateful to the people who make us happy. They are the charming gardeners who make our souls blossom. This has been the Morning Roar on February 3rd. Thank you guys for another great show and have a great start to your weekend. We'll see you next week.